I I don't want to say I'm old, but I'm definitely salty. But hear me out. I'm here. All of these assholes that we're seeing on TikTok, you know, like in their uniforms with like their blouses oh. off, and they're just like pulling on their man boobs and like biting their lip and shit. Like, hey girl, I'm in the army. Hey that is a direct correlation to getting rid of hazing, and I will stand behind that statement. Bring hazing back, and you won't get any more of those fucking videos on TikTok. What do you right, expect? I'm it's in. the participation yep. culture, bro. Come on. I suppose. Yeah, I'm with that. Exactly. You take one participation culture away, you yeah. bring a new one in. Just yeah. a new one makes the fucking military look bad. No, I'm with you on that. 100%. I feel like just some people just kind of need to get punched in the face once or twice in their lives, and then we'll be okay. But on that note, yeah. let's get into someone else that deserves to be punched into the face. Or punched into the face. Jesus Christ, Rich. This is not a great we way to start. Punch into the into punch the face. face. Face into the punch. Come on, man. Get your shit together. Face into the punch. <laughs> All right, welcome back, everybody. Welcome to a world's greatest podcast. And I can say that because it's an arbitrary thing, and, uh, you know, that's there's no statistical information to back that up. Bomb Texas and Beer Bellies. We have Richard the Lion Mane, I will say. <laughs> Looking phenomenal. And the man with the world's most trimmed and greatest beard I think I've ever seen. Does look Alligram. pretty good. Oh, I paused sure. for a lot hey, of dramatic effects. Didn't know you were talking about me. Oh, I did. I was talking about Scruffy you. shit. And a shout out to our sound engineer, Mr. Bob Gassett, who's looking at us right now and sending nothing but peace, love, and blessings our way. Love you, Bill. Outstanding guy. <laughs> love you, man. Today we're going to be talking about none other than the Unabomber, Ted, Teddy K, Theodore Kaczynski. Nerd. This is a CBS News special report. Dan Rather reporting from CBS News World Headquarters yes, in New York. Good afternoon. There has been a major break in the case of the so-called Unabomber, the person blamed for a series of bomb attacks that have killed three people and wounded 23 others in this country since 1978. CBS News correspondent Jim Stewart, who's been following the Unabomber story and investigating it for a long time, joins us now from Washington with new exclusive information. Jim? Dan, CBS News has learned that the FBI is preparing to execute a search warrant on the residence of a man sources are, are describing as the best suspect we've ever had in the 17-year-old search for the Unabomber. Oh, yeah. Theodore Kaczynski. Of course, we all realize that, you know, spoiler alert, Teddy K gets gets uh, arrested. We eventually know this. But it's going to be a three-part episode. We're going to go through today his childhood, his high school years, his college years. We're really going to get to his college years. We've already touched on that. And then um, his his life is so spiral into, I don't want to say insanity, but into what I would say is extreme action, you know, a.k.a. bombing America. It's kind of extreme. And the guy was diagnosed paranoid schizophrenic. I would say insanity. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. The problem is, is that he's brilliant. Yeah. And if you ever read his manifesto and you read like the points and you break them down, you're like, I kind of agree. And then you listen to him talk and you're like, yeah, maybe not. But I, you know, I, all of this, I, I want to say this, I, you know, the whole nature versus nurture thing. I think this is a, this is 100% proof positive that it's a both. People will be a product of their environment, but they will also be a product of their genetics. Hmm. So Theodore John Kaczynski was born May 22nd, 1942 in Chicago, Illinois. First mess up. Secondly. <laughs> keep going. Just keep going. Right, right then and there. That's that's all the environment he needs in order to become a killer. Uh, he was actually yeah. 
he was a happy baby for a while until, and this is his mom saying this, until he got hives. Uh, and he was forced into isolation and limited contact with others as, as a, as a, as a uh, child for, for weeks on end, actually. And after that, he was showed little emotion. This was actually for, for months this went on. And Wanda, Ted's mom, uh, she she always says, you know, he was, after that, she could always tell that something changed in a baby. Now, a lot of times you're sitting there thinking, hey, I don't really know if you can really damage a baby that fast. The problem is that, typically pe speaking, people don't have an IQ of over 160, which, if, if you read about how IQs work, it's really hard to gauge over 160 exactly what an IQ is. But to say that, that you know, Ted Kaczynski was brilliant, you know, you're going to hear us beat that dead horse. And it actually could have had an, an, an impact in his childhood. Other than that, everything was pretty standard for a guy uh, like Ted. Ted was, and, and you, guys, you guys all, you know, watched numerous documentaries. You all know this, that he was, he was different. He was extremely smart, but otherwise... If you pressured him into a social situation, he would just shut down. You know, it, it, it kind of looks like uh, autism is what they suspect he had. Uh, to the point where they tried to, his mom uh, tried to uh, it, uh, send him to a uh, school specifically for autism. Actually led by uh, Bruno Bettelheim. Now, he's not really that, that you know... Uh, important to the story but it is kind of a neat note to know that Bruno Bellaheim actually was like one of the pioneers for autism and he did a ton of research for it and this would have been a primo school for him if he hadn't have actually just been kind of a dick <laughs> and he he you know referred to the kids as subjects and he was super cold and very abrupt and his mom was like this isn't a loving place at all like I don't want to you know bring my kid here and so she stuck him in in normal school and uh, where he, he, you know, he excelled, but of course, you know, he's different. He's quiet. He's gonna get picked on, get bullied, and uh, that's kind of what happened all through through high school. Uh, up, or excuse me, up until high school. In high school, he went to a uh, actually a pretty prestigious high school, uh, Evergreen Park uh, Community High School. They had a big budget, so they could bring in a lot of really cool and really great teachers, and they realized in his sophomore year they're like hey this kid's wicked smart he's wicked smart so they uh he skipped great you know well i'm I just saying you know I, i'm sorry i thought i thought that was a pretty good plug but you know i guess not i mean was that supposed to be Fucking like goodwill hunting yeah. Good, yeah that boy's wicked smart that boy's is wicked it, smart. Is it boston it, yeah you're from chicago. boston you say it <laughs> no, chicago. Not, not not boston that's Boston. that's New York. We're talking Baston. Baston. Like, like a sheep. Baston. All right, so we both fucked up the accent. I apologize. Yeah, Got your so khakis. You. Are you talking about the pants or what you use to start your car? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Get your khakis. Your khakis oh, I do have my, my khakis on, actually. Oh, you, do, you do have khakis on. Nice. Wow. Yeah, that's funny. I got gym shorts. But, uh, yeah, so he's got this time in, in high school. He skips a grade and... <clears throat> A lot of his classmates were like, hey, you know, this guy's really quiet, la da 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 However, he did link up with a bunch of other uh, Brainiac math kids, and they named themselves the Briefcase Boys because they were nerds, and they carried briefcases around because they thought it was cool. And this is 1958, so, you know, it's extra cool. 
and they actually, uh, you know, grew to grew to like uh, Ted and got him to open up. And they they were sitting there telling every, you know, they they would tell, uh, you know, future reporters like, yeah, this kid would not shut up. He would just talk and talk and talk, which is again a sign of autism. Once he's comfortable, he's just gonna, you know, down, you know, you know, uh, download every bit of information he has on you and just lay it all out there in front of you. Obviously, he had uh, some national. Mer- he was a national merit finalist for mathematics. He was, you know wicked smart and, and Harvard was uh, somebody was like hey you, you gotta apply to Harvard and so he did he, he applied to Harvard and he got in now Ted will always say that he, growing up he he was emotionally unprepared to go to Harvard classmates said he was emotionally unprepared to go to Harvard classmates at Harvard said he was emotionally unprepared because remember he skipped a grade right yeah he was what fucking 16 17 when he went to harvard 16, 16 years old man yeah he entered harvard on a scholarship it on at 16 years of age i was emotionally it, unprepared at 18 it wasn't yeah wasn't like his favorite <laughs> book something called romping through mathematics it, yeah 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 that's that is <sighs> parents out there if you happen to discover this <laughs> podcast on accident or because you were told to listen to it this is a public service announcement for you <laughs> Stop with the fucking accelerated classes. All you're doing is you're ruining your kids' experience in fucking school because they are the smart one. They're the special one. No, fuck that. Let them be them. Let them be smart, but let them still have fucking friends. If you put your kid into Harvard at 16 years old, I'm I'm not saying it's his parents' fault. Okay, don't hear me out. But maybe they're the reason he blew up a bunch of fucking universities. You, you know what's wild? Is that Ted himself says... Hey, this was the beginning of my downward spiral. You know, he was like, he was like, hey, you know, I grew up in a home that there wasn't that loving, la da da. But like, his mom was really, they were doing their best. But he's like, there was so much pressure to be academically gifted and to like, you know, keep going. That that and the other kids didn't have that pressure. It was un, it was unfair, and I grew to resent, you know, a lot of things about life because of that. And um, I can't, I, I completely agree. I think that I also think that on the other hand. If you do have these accelerated classes and you do have these kinds of things, it needs to be the whole class. You can't just have two kids that are, you know, learning geometry while everybody yeah. else is learning their basic, you know, multiplication tables. That that tells you just how much I don't know about math when I bring up geometry and multiplication tables. They're all like middle school. Su- I'm sorry, that's a, like elementary school subjects. Yeah, I, I don't know none of this business. Again, you're a bomb tech. But yeah. I don't know if I would be going out there on a <laughs> podcast where it's recorded saying I'm not good at math. I <laughs> I ain't smart, but I sure am dumb. <laughs> Just, oh, first Christ. step of defusing a bomb: try to get it to surrender. Step yeah. two: if it doesn't surrender, poke it with a stick. <laughs> try to get it to surrender. What? Yeah, you, were, you guys weren't told that. The first thing you do if you see a fucking IED or any kind of explosive device is you just you get the bullhorn out. Hey. hey. You want to give up? <laughs> it's military. We got guns and shit. Put your hands you up. Please put, put them where we can see them. Facts. But he all... horn at the interpreter. Fucking tell call him. out on IED. That's funny. Just start yelling. No, my favorite's when you roll up and they're like, yeah, especially when it's Marines. They're like, yeah, it's over there. Cool. Right on, dude. You shoot it. No. No. And then you get up there and there's like 15 holes in it. And you're like, huh. Thanks, bud. Really appreciate you. Yeah. I mean, oh, man, we had just... to be sure to be sure. Yeah, facts. Yeah. Drop some some bullets near it, and then you know the heat 
went off, <laughs> struck the device. Um, boys were kind of running low on crayons, so I can't really justify their actions at the time. You know, their gl- glycemic levels were low. <laughs> glycemic um, levels. Their, their Crayola intake was low that day. The Crayola. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm a Marine. If it ain't no kill, no thrill, I'm fucked. <laughs> We were, we were taught to kill and to eat, and, and uh, I ain't really doing none of them right now. But, uh, oh, T- Ted would have been a great Marine if he wasn't so smart. Mm. But, yeah, he, he wasn't was... not really good with authority, though. True. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, is any Marine really good with authority? Mm. 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 But, uh, yeah, no, he was... Ted was brilliant. He was... Beyond brilliant, he went when he he was at Harvard. I mean, he was blowing everybody away. You know, he he graduated Harvard <laughs> with three point two GPA. Like this guy's super duper smart. However, this is the piece where we're gonna get into heavy. All right, boys, we're getting in this piece heavy. What it is is when he got to Harvard as a sixteen year old. Just want to point this out. And as a sixteen year old. He now enrolls into an academic study uh, given off by a psychologist. And this study went by, uh, was, give, was, for lack of a better term, torture. It's called the Murray Experiment. And it was led by oh. a psychologist, Henry Murray. Right? What it entailed, and what we touched on earlier in previous episodes, because... There's still a lot of speculation this was a part of MK Ultra, but of course all the documents got burned, and you can't really, you know, um, for sure verify it was part of it. But however, you know, the, the research directly aligns with the goals of MK Ultra. They would take Ted, they would strap him down, hook him up to electrodes to read his psychological reactions, and then they would make vehement sweeping and personally abusive attacks using the content of the essays as i mean the essays being the uh, essays they wrote beforehand about what's most important to you and that kind of thing and attack you with that so what ted ted put down was like hey i actually really do like my mom i know she tried her best la da 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 well what they said to ted was hey your mom's actually she hates you. That's why she wanted you to go to Harvard. That's why she always pushed you into academics. She hates everything about you. And, you know, let's be honest. You're a 17-year-old. You're in college. You're, you don't have any friends. You, you think this guy, because this guy was was world-renowned psychologist, you know, is, is the greatest thing that ever happened since sliced bread. And now he's telling you, you're a piece of shit. And that your mom wrote letters that you're a piece of shit. Mm. You know, just to get a reaction out of you. <clears throat> okay. Go on. I will refrain from the crazy bat shit conspiracy stuff. I, I rambled <laughs> about that in the last episode. Got that out of your system. The director of this program that little Teddy Kaczynski was in at the time, um, the funding that the school was getting for this research program was attributed to one of the shadow companies underneath MK Ultra, just like shadow companies were paying for the stuff that was happening in Canada and elsewhere. On top of that, like like you were stating with the essays, they had to write things that were like them at their core, like who they were at the core. And then 
I'm, I'm just going to extrapolate on this a bit. They brought in fucking defense attorneys. Yeah. And, and had Damn. these people facing mirrors, bright lights, and just ripped them to shit. Like, uh, I'm not sure if you're going to get into this. I hope you do. Oh, yeah. But Ted actually mentioned they recorded everything and then they played it back for him during these interrogations and one of the things he mentioned in there was his impotent rage can you imagine joan a video of yourself in your worst moment getting ripped to shit by a defense attorney and then mm -hmm. having more coming at you oh yeah at 16 nah man you're you're already not great in social situations like you're, you're there's oh. already something there so, i mean i Sidebar real quick. To me, Go Ted ahead. Kaczynski was a serial killer. I, I, he, yes, he was a serial bomber because he had multiple bombings, but I think at the root of Ted Kaczynski, he was a serial killer. He was a missionary serial killer, and he just needed a reason. I definitely feel that this gave him part of that reason because, again, in his manifesto, I will have my revenge. He says that all the time. So if you take someone that already at their core has these thoughts these feelings and doesn't feel like they belong and then rip them a new one with a defense attorney again not saying it's their fault but they didn't help no yeah. oh yeah go ahead Tom. yeah no no i was just saying i, I agree 100 with that this is definitely like the precipice of like no I, 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 tendencies yeah, i guess yeah for later yeah life. i think that i think that there are a lot of people out there who have the potential to be a serial killer I think there's a lot of people out there. I who think you're have, pushing off, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you look at without rules and and, and social norms and things. I think killing is actually pretty easy for people. If you if you don't think that, then you, you haven't seen things like the rape of Dan King, which was mm. uh, you know, yeah. the Japanese uh, in in oh. China just three hundred thousand Japanese or Chinese civilians. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's the rape of an entire city. That's that's yeah. what we know it as. Rape of Nanking. Yeah. Man, that's yeah, insane. Yeah, they, yeah. It, it, I think that that once you get accustomed to that and that kind of that violence, it becomes easy. And I think that whenever you um, expose and damage somebody as harshly as they did here, because because imagine this, all right? You're a 17 year old brainiac with a phenomenal memory and a phenomenal mind, and now you're being told after you have all these like let's just talk about the day to day pressures such as college, you know you know trying to keep up in school trying to keep up in math at this time he's learning that a lot of his professors who have who are all pretty damaged from world war ii like let's be honest you didn't a lot of guys didn't walk out of world war ii unscathed and a lot of his professors were actually veterans from there they they see um the progression of the world and you know it's technologies is like we're just going to keep getting better and better at killing people until the world just ends up killing itself. Hence the cold war, you know, they ended up kicking off, but, um, they weren't wrong. So, you know, they weren't so wrong. Um, but you start seeing his ideals start to form here, his revenge that he's talking about. I mean, he's, he's under all this pressure to do well. And then he's going to this study, which he spent over 200 hours in, you know, uh, in this chair, just getting absolutely demolished emotionally by people who are professionals at this, you know, and he, you, you can't walk away from that unscathed, ex especially when you have, you have autism, you know, or you possibly have autism, and if, 
if you ever ever listen to him talk and, and you watch the YouTube videos on him talking things, you can tell something's off. You can tell that for sure, like these social norms and, and that he has aren't a thing. He's like emotionally and and I'm trying to think of the word where you talk, you know, you know, not societally, you know, stunted, but like he has trouble interacting with people. Well, he's emotionally like awkward. Oh, he was awkward from the get-go. I like yeah. to refer to those people as social astronauts. Social astronaut. Yeah, like they used to be a part of this Earth, but now they're not. They're just out there floating somewhere. That's brilliant. Yeah, actually, that is that is, that is brilliant. Spot on. That is that is spot on. Yeah. I like so he's that. just getting broken. Like like I'm talking like like you know like a stick over the knee, just broken time and time again. Uh. And it's just getting it's getting recorded and it's showing. Hey, by the way, you know, you remember this time where you broke down and you looked like a bitch in front of all of us? Yeah, let's go ahead and relive that real quick. Yeah, how do you feel now? You know, just so they can get a reaction out of you. It, this this whole thing was completely unethical. Like how this ever got got passed as being ethical is is beyond me. But those were different times. The greater Dude, your good, was man. rough. But I could only imagine what it would have been like if they would have if they would have recorded it and shown it to me as part of it. Yeah. That would have yeah. just made it that much worse. Well, what if they? If, what if they actually knew, you know, your deepest darkest things? Because the way they got those essays is they tricked them into it. They were like, "Hey, you know, we want you to apply for this study. A lot of tell us about you. Tell us about what drives you. You know, the same study that or the same the same thing, uh, the same kind of essay you put forth for every college application letter you've ever put. Like, hey, what makes you better than everybody else? GI Bill." And this is <laughs> how do you think I got into college? You guys have heard me talk on here. I don't talk so good. And, I, and, and for that, to me, that I just hate it, you know, and, and I hate that they did it to him. And I would hate that they did it to anybody. And when I was watching and reading all of this, you can really get into it. If you ever really want to, uh, a book to read on it you should definitely look up harvard in the making of the unabomber and they get into this psychological study hard mm-hmm. hard hard and but you're right you know they just absolutely destroyed him. this is also where he starts forming ideas he starts forming hey i don't want to be a part of society anymore i wouldn't be a part of society anymore i mean we we all we literally just talked about this like an hour ago like we all don't want to be a part of society more we want to move to montana wyoming and get away from everything Yep. Yeah, let's just tell everyone where we want to go. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Society, bud. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, Don't ever rob a that. fucking bank with Devin. Uh, <laughs> we want to move to Arizona and Nevada and get away from everybody. <coughs> yeah, fucking Delaware. Yeah, That's Delaware. Yes. California. Delaware. De- oh. California. Well, everybody knows Montana. Shame school. on you for even saying that. I'm sorry. I'm covering <laughs> our tracks, bro. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut, Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Well, I mean, Ted, Ted actually wanted to flee to uh, Canada, mm-hmm. or to British Columbia, close. and I'll be 100 percent honest. I'm with him on that. He's like, I just want to keep Ooh, that. Squamish. Yeah. Do what? Squamish. Squamish. It's a Squamish. Mm. Banff. Mm. Great place. By the way, world, if you haven't gone to Canada and gone to the Rocky Mountains, you're missing out. You're missing Never out. Never been. Big. Dude, what? Really clean. You got Rocky Mountains here, bro. You live in the mountains. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I love the Rockies. It's like I got the Appalachians. All right. Got them Appalachian mountains. <laughs> well established mountains. Every other mountain in the world is trying to be Appalachian. I do want to go up there at some point. I would like to go into Canada. I'll go with That'd you. Be we fun. can make it a date. Let's go. 
I'm 100 percent into this. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. See we'll that? go to the place like that we were talking about that we're not going to mention. Then we can go from there. You mean Arizona? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, real close. <laughs> yeah, Did right, you I'm... know George Strait actually owned oceanfront property in Arizona? Go on. <laughs> you have no idea what I'm talking about, do I you, do, Jeremy? actually. So. Okay, okay. I actually listen to a lot of George Strait. Anyway, but, we're, but we digress. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. So I, I read. I was reading part of the the Harvard and the making of the Unabomber, and it's actually it's very well written. First and foremost, it's uh it's written by a guy that was there with him, Alston Chase. Um, he was with uh Ted Teddy K. Um, during uh, uh the same years that that Teddy K was there. I like by the way. I keep calling him Teddy K, and the reason is is because I've I've said Ted Kaczynski probably a quarter of a million times in the past month actually like three months because i've been like let's be honest, i've been researching this since before we even started recording you know i've okay. gone down every hole i know too much about this another anyway. random tangent i'm sorry i know i keep interrupting but this this fascinates me um did you guys when you went through school because i know you went a few years after me did you guys ever talk about ted kaczynski a little bit yeah yeah that's that was honestly the first time I ever heard of him, and I was I was like a kid in a candy shop. I was just sitting there and listening to every word my instructor said. I was like, he did fucking what? He did what? How, 17 years? He, you guys had no fucking clue? Yeah. No clue. Damn. Yeah, and that's the craziest part. Well, I mean, you look at now, I mean, we still, we have, you know, everybody wonders like, hey, why does the post office have all this stuff to like scan, and why does my stuff take so long? You can go ahead and thank Ted Kaczynski for that. And, of course, the Anthrax people as well. Fuckers. Mostly Teddy K. He's why you can't mail liquids. Fun fact. Fun fact, too. um, The modern airport restrictions that we have every time we got to go through security were not actually because of 9-11. They were reinforced after 9-11. They actually came into play because of Ted Kaczynski. The whole, like... Did you pack this bag yourself? Have you been in control of this bag the entire time? Yeah, don't leave your bag unattended. Off? That shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, I, I I always hate that stuff too. Or whenever I'm like, hey man, can you watch my bag? You know, you ask a buddy, no. and then there's a there's a like a, like a flight attendant there, just like you can't do that. I'm like, I'm gonna go pee. I really don't want to. Fine. Do I have you to know? bring it with me in the bathroom? Come on. Do I really yeah. have to? Do I really have to? So Ted gets out of. We'll, we'll, we'll get back on track. Uh, Ted gets out of out of Harvard. He graduates 3.12 GPA from Harvard, which is phenomenal. And so uh, he uh, he go he did it three years, by the way, which is fucking insane. That's fucking crazy. No, I can't do that. Uh, fucking super genius. Yeah, so he's like 20 years old when he finally gets out. Like, just turned 20. Fresh 20. What does he do? He goes to Michigan State. Now... I just I just want to point this out here. Uh, I think this is the absolute funniest thing. He was kind of, or I'm sorry, the University of Michigan, not Michigan State. Sorry, sorry. I know there are people out there that are crucifying us about Get it that. Right. Come on. I, yeah. He he. Earned Which one did his, Upstate beat? Uh. uh yeah. <laughs> Roll ears, baby. Bob. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. We appreciate you. Oh. So he earns his master's from there, and he earns his, his doctoral. And the reason he went to – he actually really wanted to go to Berkeley and or Chicago, back to back home to the University of Chicago. Um, 
But they didn't offer him money, and he needed money, and so he got, actually got a teaching post uh, that paid him just just about two and a half thousand dollars, which is about twenty grand in today's money. Fun fact, um, which is absolutely wild. Uh, but yeah, so he you know he was teaching there, and what's funny is is that all of his students were like, he's a horrible teacher. But they all get because he wouldn't answer questions. You know, he would just kind of ramble on and then be like, all right, cool, later, dudes. And then just pop smoke and leave. And, but they all gave him decent uh, reviews. So this staff got to keep him on. Uh, he was working on geometric function theory. Um, no, I have no idea what that is. I tried reading Fucking into nerd. it. And then they told me like 11 different things that it was different of. And I didn't recognize those either. So if you know a lot about geometric function theory and want to, uh, you know, dumb that down for us, you know, you guys feel free to in the comments. Do what you got to do. But, uh, yeah, so, so it goes into this thing, which, by the way, geometric function theory is pretty much uh, – I did did learn that it's pretty much uh, uh, ran its course because this is in the 60s. Uh, all that math has now been solved, you know, hmm. from today. We've moved on to different things, which I'm not even going to get into. But – he moves on he goes there he he kind of laughs at them and tells them like you know hey i really uh i really didn't enjoy my time here and i actually think that that and it, this is this is the uh part that gets me is like the fact that i not only passed my courses uh but got quite a few a's shows how wretchedly low the standards were at michigan <laughs> Can you imagine talking shit on college classes? Because I know I can't. <laughs> you never went on Rate My Professor? Oh, hell yeah, I went on Rate My Professor. I don't know how many of my reviews are like, one star, this class sucks. You actually <laughs> had to do homework. <laughs> but I'm an outdoor rec major, okay? You so were... if we got homework, it was like, oh. Dude, what? I'm just trying to buy a degree and go. Outdoor rec. Outdoor rec. True that. You know what? I respect that. You'd make a great army officer. Shit, dude! I know. I actually like has, to work for my money. He's got saying. a hospitality degree. Imagine that. I don't want to. I work for those jackasses. Well, not army officers, but navy officers. Yep. And so it, it yeah, no, I could, I could deal with that. Um. So anyway, he uh he you know talks shit on that, but. He, he gets he suddenly quit one day he was just like hey i uh i don't want to do this anymore um a lot of the people that worked with him were like dude what like why uh you know one guy's quoted saying you know it's not enough to say he was smart he was brilliant um is an under an, uh, saying he was a brilliant is an understatement he was exceptionally focused on his work la da 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 uh why why is he quitting he never did give an answer he just popped smoke and left um, and actually during this time, it, a lot of people don't, don't realize he had a lot of fantasies about becoming a female. What? Did you never hear about this? Dude, I put 90 plus hours into this and I never, this is good. Yeah. Yeah, so dude. He, I just read that actually. No, I was gonna say, I, I just read that for the first time as you were talking I'm kind of like reading ahead and shit. And I was just reading that. I'd never heard that before either. All right. So I mean, again. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. No. But curveball. Did not no. expect yeah. that at all. A little bit of curveball. So let's go ahead and 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 really look at this piece uh, kind of kind of closely because 
you know, our next episode, we're going to get all the bombings, all this kind of stuff. I don't want anybody yes. thinking, hey, why would he do this? Like, we understand he's unstable, but let's 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 really get into how unstable. He thought he had sexual fantasies, first off, about being a female. So, so that was cool. Uh, hmm. In 1966, where, tr- you know, gender transition is barely a thing. It's not accepted, you know, by society. It's, you know, being gay is not even legal yet. You imagine that? Good point. You know, being gay is not even legal. So much less, you know, saying, hey, I want to become a woman. So, but he decides to pull the trigger on it. Like, I mean this. Like, he's like, I'm going to go become a woman. He goes and meets with a psychiatrist. But, well, he he set an appointment for it. He got there and he chickened out and he, 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 you know, he popped up and left and uh, uh, went home. You know, he cut fence and went home. And... Dude, this he's still talking about it because he calls this a major turning point in his life. He got so irate about this for so long. I mean, he did it himself, but he wanted to become a woman, and this was you know several weeks of him you know wanting to change. And out of his own mind, he said, "I felt disgusted about my uncontrolled sexual cravings." You know, it, he felt humiliated, and he he actually ended up hating the psychiatrist. Uh, uh, which was which is interesting when the psychiatrist did nothing about it um he at that point decided that he needed to take what uh drastic action against the world because this isn't his fault it's the world's fault that he's having these shameful thoughts about becoming a woman he's having these shameful thoughts about you know wanting to change his life blah da 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 and this is just years after, like not even a bunch of years, just a few years after. This is this is 1966 that this is going on. You, you got to, you know, for a little bit of context, he graduated uh, Harvard just four years earlier. You know, he's probably still dealing with the trauma of being broken in half again and again and again by the MK Ultra experiment or the uh, excuse me, uh, the alleged MK Ultra that was funded by MK Ultra, but the uh, uh, not Murphy uh, experiment. Murray. Murray, Murray experiment. Now, Murray, what year are we in right now? We're in 1966. 64 years old. Yeah, he's 24 years old. Yeah. I mean, how well is your life fucking put together when you were 24 years old? Um, well, I'm almost 30, and it's it's not. Still, <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I I'm 28 doing a podcast, so I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm turning 32 in a week. Damn, you're uh, old. I ain't got damn. shit figured out. I mean, no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I know what I want out of life. But so if you so he quits and he moved home to uh, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. Uh, and then he started he started working on his infamous cabin in, in uh, uh, Lincoln, Montana. And he just really wanted a simple life. He didn't want he didn't even need electricity or running water. He just wanted a simple life living in the middle of nowhere. You know, yeah, that was the the whole reason he was a professor was to make enough money so that he could just leave, and go buy land somewhere remote. That that's and exactly he, it. He was also a trust fund baby. He was. Was he? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. He was, and uh, but he he went out. He went in his defense. He went on this with uh, his brother and him. They both went out on the land. They both built the cabin, and he really loved his brother. He he. Absolutely adored his brother. Irony. We, yeah, irony. We'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. Um, 
and we'll have to bring in a special guest, Bob Gassett, uh, to answer some questions about being a brother uh, later on in the next episode. You guys will appreciate that. Hopefully we'll get a, a new and uh, interesting perspective on this whole thing. But he, he decided he was going to live out there. He's, he wanted to live peacefully, and he just wanted to read. And he would actually go to the local library and read books in their original languages. That's This is how you know smart he was but that that uh, to be fair like a lot of people are like oh man this would throw a lot of red flags it really didn't this is this is lincoln montana back then there was like a population of like 12 guys and a dog so it wasn't really everyone there was looking for the isolated lifestyle you know and so he would just go he'd go in town he he had a bike a homemade bike which i think is pretty awesome (laughs) and he would roam the wilds he would pit you know forage for for you know his veggies and he would hunt for his meats and do his best to, to live off grid he would do uh, odd odd uh, uh jobs in town like a little bit of volunteer work just eat some under the table work to, to um make ends meet whatever like 12 just to buy like had. basic supplies and stuff right 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 and this cabin was like what 10 by 14 just one room with the crawl yeah, space super up top small, super yeah small. you gotta remember a, a guy that graduated harvard in three years who doctored in math built this cabin it wasn't yeah. gonna be anything special right yeah well you, you think you think that that hope he was looking to make sure that this was like his end all be all he just wanted to be left alone and go finds out he can't be left alone he goes he goes to Montana. He's out there all by himself, and then people start cutting trees around his land, and they start putting up poles, like like power poles, through his property. So he goes out there and cuts them down, like straight up. And he's like, "No, I'm not having this. You know, I don't want this." And during the summer of, uh, I want to say it was like mid seventies, I can't remember quite. Um, he goes out into the middle of uh, nowhere. And he's one of his favorite picturesque spots. You know, it's got a great vista, great view, all this kind of stuff. Some place he had been there a few times. He just wanted to get away from the world and uh, even further away from the world. Gets out there and finds out that there's a damn road right through the middle of it. Just mm. right through this. Yeah, right through the middle of his set, favorite spot. Yeah. He, th- this kind of just like really honed in on his uh, uh, like hate for the world and he really didn't at that point he was just he was like nope i'm done um it's it's go time it's you know the world's gotta die he's already been uh he'd already written a couple essays about you know the industrial uh, industrial uh revolution and how it's been bringing down uh, society but this is when he was like all right it's time it's time to start taking actions in my own hands and he actually he, he, what's funny is is most of the uh, uh interviews if you listen to them he'll bring this he brings up this one this one time he was like that's when i knew for sure he was already thinking about killing people when he left michigan he thought i'm gonna i'm gonna kill people like he like even confided in a few people he was like it wouldn't be so bad if so-and-so died it wouldn't be so bad if uh like these and he was talking about like scientists like like technological scientists if they died um and so at this point he was like, no, it's time to go. It's time to start, you know, you know, hunting people down and and uh, making making a change in the world. And 
he makes it, you know, a, a blast of a way, a shocking blast of a way. But, uh... Ha! <laughs> 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 Hold on. Knee slapper. Oh, my God, get out of here. But, uh... I was just curious, and I looked it up. What year is this where he realizes his road was paved, or his favorite spot was paved over with a road? Because the Lorax by Dr. Seuss was published in 1971, so I was trying to see which one came first. Because this is literally the story of the Lorax. Well, in 1971 is when he he had just started to build his cabin. Uh, so, maybe? It was like 75 when everything started getting really developed around him. Oh, okay. So this is a so pretty dope example of life imitating art here. Yeah. Life nice. imitating art, not art imitating life. Art, art never imitates life. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know. That was a pretty bold statement. That was a bold I, statement, I, and I wish you had just backed it up because I was like, that's heavy and deep. I do think it's, it's like, deep. I do think it's interesting because in an interview, he said that that spot was the best spot until the summer of 83. And that's when he wanted to get his revenge. But he'd already started making bombs yeah, in 78. He, yeah, because yeah, so it's 78 be before he, that. Starts, he starts his, uh, his kick of killing. I, I know that. Well, yeah, and, 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 that, and that's the kind of illogical stuff that he brings up. You know, this, this guy's, you know, brilliant by all, by all means, but you listen to some of the things he said. Like, he's like, yeah, you know, my parents never took care of me. And you're like, well, you know, they really tried their best to, to put you in, like, a school for autism and, uh, and uh, like, send you to the most prestigious school out there. And uh, I just want to point out, his mom actually never knew about the Murray uh, experiment. Yeah, he kept that shit pretty close to the chest. I mean, that yeah. and they actually, they got him not one but two therapists while he was growing up. Like, his parents actually tried. Yeah, they tried. To help him. Yeah, and, and you see the inconsistencies there, and you're like, that's, that's, you know, psychosis. Like, there's no there's no way around that. That's a, he, he developed this, he developed his own reality, you know. He substituted his own reality for, for what actually happened, and I think that's also what helped push him over the edge. And when you when you're that smart, you can, you can come up with that, and you can make it you can make it a fact for yourself. But Ted, you know Ted starts living at this point. This is when Ted starts actually experimenting. In seventy five is when he started uh, uh, developing bombs, and the people of Montana and Lincoln actually heard his test explosions. But you know, this is Montana back in the 70s. You know, a couple things go boom. It's probably just some kids with some dynamite. They don't really care, you know. Right. But it's old Teddy K, you know, developing bombs, which I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to him, were really well made. Not cleverly ma- well made. Ooh. But I'm going to disagree with you there, bud. I, I'm going to... Man, it's we can talk about fun. it, okay. but I, I'm not going to get okay. too deep into actually how they were built, like, you know, specifics. As, with that said, though, as a former bomb tech, oh, I, I am rock hard right now. Oh, yeah. No. Like, I, and, and oh, that's, man. And that's all we're going to talk about the next episode. It's just, it's just how yes. his bomb. We're going to talk about two things next episode. Bombs, because we're bomb techs, and this is what we do. And Tyler's like, oh, I'm into that. I'm intrigued. I mean, you have my full attention. Yeah, you and have my attention. Two, we're going to talk about the FBI and how they got. And so Dude, they'll go two back things real quick. Handmade, like everything was handmade. Yeah, and they were wooden. Yeah, this dude had no electricity <laughs> or running water, so everything was wood he could <sighs> find. Yep. 
Stealing scraps okay. from the neighbors' junk cars and shit. Dead ass. Uh, yeah. I am not. I just want to throw this on the record. I am not for blowing up random people. I'm not for blowing up really no. anybody. With that said, you have to appreciate the artist. No, you do. It <laughs> was incredible what he did. For 17 years. Yeah. And, exp- and yeah, and without a z- like zero zero electronics i mean this guy had no way of knowing if his things were getting better or not trial and uh, error bro uh, yeah and it, he never blew himself up once he didn't had even die fingers. once yeah he kept all his fingers i didn't even die once i didn't even die once yeah and, and it was you, you look at it and you're like yeah you know ted you, you practice he practiced for three years before he sent his first one you know, imagine someone with 160 IQ thought about the same thing for three years because you know the people like that, especially Ted. Ted one of the te- one of the things that Ted was always men- was always mentioned along with his smarts was how hard working he was. He would obsess over things. I've met a lot of okay. dumb people out there, dumb people out there that succeed by just being relentless. I mean, I, I'm that guy. You know? Oh I, yeah, man, Southern ingenuity. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. All of us right here. I'm with you. We're, we're all, we're not, we're not the world's foremost brainiacs, but we're relentless. And hey, that's I can count to nine. The pro, I, good for you, buddy. That's four more. Yeah, I can me, get to ten. I think with my hands. I haven't worked on double digits yet. Oof. Yeah. I don't math so good, but uh, imagine having an IQ that, and you have a work ethic like that, and then you're given three years to develop bombs. It's it's. <laughs> Really, no, no question. Man, his Why worth ethic, or his worth ethic, his work ethic, his IQ. If he would have just dabbled with technology, yeah, he could have been a CEO. He Elon been, Musk, bro. Yeah, he could have been Elon Musk. He could have been Steve Jobs. Like, and and even if he didn't use electronics to better himself, he still probably could have found 4chan, something like that. Find a <laughs> bunch of like-minded people that are sharing the exact same thoughts that he <laughs> has. And, and he'll find some people that he could honestly probably just talk this shit out Reddit. with someone and be like, yeah, we all agree. Oh, actually, as soon as I said that, I realized, or he could create a militia. And have I was going to say, involved. he could have had a militia, yeah. Yeah. He, or a yeah. legit cult. Yeah. And we could be yeah. talking That's about that. I mean, point. I'm Shinrikyo. Again, we've, we've mentioned them before. Wolf. They essentially just, you, they, they did, they built a whole cult around technology and shit. So, yeah, yeah it, it could go either way. And, and knowing Ted Kaczynski, I, I say knowing him, but knowing what we know about him, I just well, see it being much worse. Well, if if you read if you read what uh, Alston Chase said uh, in his book, you know Harvard in the making of the Unabomber, um, several of his cohorts were like he would have been in charge of you know he'd been deputy directors uh, he'd have been directors of departments he would have been basically saying like hey this guy is wicked smart he's he's gonna crush it in this game especially in the game of academics which is just thinking you know yeah which. That's, that's got to be the highest, you know, praise that somebody else who, who dedicates their life to thinking is like, no, that guy can outthink me any day. Which, man, I just realized it kind of bums me out that that's all academics is is just just kind of think outthinking each other. Oof, the brain juice. What was that movie where they uh, were having a, like a a mind battle and a homeboy blew up the other guy's head? 
Um, <laughs> it's like some 80s, some 80s movie. I, I shit you not. They're staring at each other and they're, they're using the power of their minds to like have a, a battle. Dude, all I can think of uh, is, is uh, the men who stare at goats right now. That's all I was thinking too. Fantastic I was like, that's all I can oh, think of. Is shit. I cannot think of the name of that movie, but it's, it's like this famous scene where these two dudes are just staring at each other super hard. That and, and then out of nowhere, one of the guys' heads just <laughs> That and uh, like, Tenacious D with mind yeah. bullets. Mind bullets. That's telekinesis, Tyler. Oh. Oh, well, all right. It, in our fault. <laughs> I had to switch Kyle for Tyler so it, it fit better. Yeah. Oh, man. How about the power to move, move you? you? Sick riff. How did we get to Damn, we are so good at getting off topic. I was about to say, I was like, how did we. All right. I, you started talking I'm, about I'm mind ready, stuff, and all I could think of is. I'm ready to listen to this again uh, and find out how the hell we got a tenacious D from, from Ted Kaczynski. Mind uh, bullets. Mind bullets. Mind bullets. Yeah. He, Let's be honest. T- Teddy K would have would have ruled that world, but so he he gave up and his and I think his biggest his absolute biggest thing was he gave up on society and realized that society needed to have a violent change, uh, a violent way, an abrupt way to collapse the industrial technological system because he knows that that people are always going to take the path of least resistance and, and I'm kind of agreeing with him on this. If he if he says hey TVs are bad Ooh, we should take. phase them out. They hot won't take. get You're faced out. You're agreeing with the I got a lot of hot takes in the third episode. You're gonna. Mm. There's a lot of points I'm gonna bring up that even you're gonna be. You're gonna be struggling to disagree with. Struggling to disagree with. Huh. Now he's got That's a lot of points thing. in there that that are you know definitely wrong. He's like you know we should kill scientists and I'm like maybe not. But um, cause I he, read he, his manifesto. That's true. I haven't made it it could have been much shorter. It could, have been. it could have been. Let's just agree on that right off the bat. 36,000 words. The man has a lot of very good points. And there is, like like you said, when we get into this, you will hear what we're talking about. And there's, you, you can't deny that this man in the 60s and 70s, actually, this was probably 70s, early 80s when he was writing this stuff. But still, we're talking 20 to 30 years before any of this really became mainstream. He was right. He was he was so right. Right. He predicted Facebook, of yeah. all things. In the '60s, the internet yeah. wasn't even at, in, in in people's homes. Dude, computers were the size of a basement at this point. Yes. If you could even have one in your home. Facebook. Yeah. That's that's Damn. that's brain power you can't buy. You know, and that's and that's why. Unreal. Absolutely unreal. So he, he's, he's like, no. He's like, I know that if I tell people, hey, we need to bring TVs out of, out of the living rooms, we need to phase them out, they're bad for you, people won't do it unless I'm like, either you do it or you're going to die. He's right. Yeah. You know, and he's right on that. But he was wrong, and he started mailing bombs. And he started, you know, doing, trying to kill a whole lot of people, and he did it in a way that, that allowed him to get away with it for so long until well you know what we'll just get into that next episode we're just gonna get into that that's a perfect segue i'm just gonna leave you guys on the cliffhanger he he did it and he got caught and i'm not gonna lie in a absolutely brilliant way and kudos to the fbi and guys having having the balls to do what they did but we'll we'll get into that next time for sure yeah i i am so for lack of a better word excited to talk about the explosives Oh, yeah. Man, man! Oh yeah, I'm excited and, to hear you and guys honestly, talk about too, the like, explosives. Oh, yeah. Another thing that I want to—a question I want to 
put forth now so that you know like, kind of like one of those tests or like where you're studying you know it's like you you read the answers and then you look at the question and see yeah which you know fit better with the question that's how you should be taking tests guys if you're not you're wrong um shit yeah could he still have gotten away with it as much as he did now or do you think the lackadaisical is lackadaisical is that what i'm looking for or just the the laissez-faire way of people living in the 60s 70s and 80s that allowed him to have as many victims as he did i think as we'll discuss some of these people were just plain fucking stupid yeah and And i'm I'm not here to to make fun of victims that's uh, never going to be my goal no but come on take your security serious come on this happens and i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna leave everybody on uh, everybody with this and we'll explain why later but i think he would have been more deadly today Ooh, I'm ready to hear that. I think he would have been more deadly today. Ted Kaczynski. I am... Teddy K. Teddy K. Again, I don't like to use the word hate, but hate what he did. Hate what he did. I really do. I mean, there's there's ways to get your point across without murdering random people, but at the same time, just the ingenuity this man showed. Like, as... And again, this is just my former bomb tech speaking right here. Brilliant. I can only imagine what it would have been like to actually have seen one of those devices and, and actually got to be with it, to, to experience that device. Because, Devin, I'm pretty sure you can attest to this. I mean, even in training, you can't help but form a relationship with that device. You have to know everything about it. You have to know every inch of you it. Get you have to be at peace with it. Intimate. I would have loved to have seen it. Oh, yeah. You get intimate with devices, especially ones that's like, hey, this thing's trying to kill me. It's like, mm, I'm about to learn your secrets. Talk to it. I give a little pet. Oh, yeah. You no. whisper it. Whisper right. sweet nothings. Come on, baby. Right behind the dead man's switch. I talk. Like I you talk it. to it ways that you've never talked to a woman before. You know? It's just. Oh. oh, absolutely. It's like I'm not here to hurt you, baby. Don't hurt <laughs> me. Rich what is, like, way to too into this. I wish you could see the FaceTime call right now because his face, he's just, like, so serene. He just, just like, leans, he leans into just his camera. He's like, uh. Oh, sweet baby, we're gonna talk. You know, just I'm gonna oh, the things I'm gonna I'm gonna cut and walk up to him and say, "Hey, I want you to know that everybody in this world, everything that's happening right now, I'm here for you." It's just, it's just you uh, and me here, baby. There's no one around. A little kiss. There's no, there's here, no one. I'm else. here for you. Just, I've been hurt before. I know you're different. I know, I know you're different. Actually, who am I? Who am I trying to lie to right here? Like. I'm a former bomb tech. It's more like I've been hurt before. <laughs> what? Yeah. I can't hear you over the ringing in my ears. But if I could, I bet you were whispering great things back back to me. <laughs> Fuck. At least I can still see. All right. Are we, all right boys I mean, girls. I've still got most most of my fingers. We're good. That's why all bomb techs give the chakra. That's all we got left. The chakra. The um, chakra. So is it time for plugs? It's time for plugs. Let's get some good, it. wholesome, happy plugs. I I actually have one. It's not so much wholesome, but it is happy. And um, I've been kind of trying to figure out how I wanted to get to this one. But um, we have a friend of ours, this kid, Danny mm-hmm. Sullivan. Great guy. Love him to yeah. death. Um, you need to check Shout this dude out. out on Spotify and Instagram. Nautic Music. N-O-T-I-C-K. He's doing things, man. Like Shameless he's plug good. because he's a great dude and he makes good-ass music. He's a great guy. Perfect, he's got great boys. beats. He's actually yeah. got a really good rhythm when he raps. Um, yeah, I was I was surprised when I first heard it. Like it was just good out the bat. And honestly, I, and I'm I'm really saying this honestly, not just because he's my boy. Every song just keeps getting better. I honestly look forward to oh, yeah. 
his new releases and every time we're talking he's just like yo i got a new song in the works like i genuinely get excited to hear it so definitely check him out for yeah. sure no i love danny man he's a great guy yeah he i didn't know he, i didn't know he did music and then when i got introduced to it a couple what a couple months ago i was uh very surprised pleasantly surprised i was like oh shit yeah i, yeah, I can spit I'm like i think right, i got introduced I to it expect that he actually's like yeah my, my, my song dropped today and we're like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. At the same time, we're like, lemonade. Yeah, his song same "Lemonade" way. fucks. Um, lemonade until yeah. or not? Is it not until dawn? Um, yeah, until dawn. That one, that one goes so hard. Um, you, you can just tell that he's really loving what he does, and he does it all by himself. Doesn't buy beats, none of that. He makes it all himself. He does all the lyrics himself. Like he, he's. He's accomplishing things, and I'm, I'm so Genuine. proud of him, and I'm happy to say that I know him. Genuine original. He's on Spotify, right? Oh, he's he is. On he's on Spotify, TV. man. So, yeah, as soon as our episode ends, you can just go right over to Nautic and check just it out. Scoot on what, over what? to Spotify. But we're also on Apple. And if you want to do something for us, by the way, I know we've never asked this, and we keep meaning to, drop us a like or a, 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 a rate. That would actually help us a lot. You know, with you know, if you're on Apple Music, just give us some stars, whatever stars you want to give. The more the better yeah, yeah. and uh because that helps it helps them promote people and and then the more people can hear our hear our message hear the good word i mean at the end of the day too we i don't want to speak for you guys but i'm having fun with this i'm, I'm just I enjoying it to hang out talk with you guys and i'm glad that people find us entertaining enough to at least listen to the end of the episode so that we get that play count. But no, really, to everyone out there that, that listens to us and sends us messages and stuff, we honestly would not, I mean, really, this is cliche as hell, but we would not be even where we're at right now without you guys. I appreciate yep. every single person that is listening to us right now. Thank you. Yeah, man. 100% thank you guys so much. We really appreciate you. And, and, and it still blows my mind when people are like, hey, man, loved your last episode. I'm like, you listened to us? Right? Right? <laughs> you know? I don't know. I just had a friend text me while we were recording this. Yeah, She's wow. like, oh, I just binged the Televangelist series. And I was like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, like, that's awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> cool. Nice. That appreciate it. All right, well, our audio guy is, is getting pretty cranky. So I think we're just going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Yeah. But again, you know, 2020, stay true, stay you. You guys take care. It was Mask a blast. on, chins up, boys and girls. Take it Love easy. Love you, boys.